Today is Monday, June 25th, 2018, and this is Radio Wave. Today, Monday, June 25th, 2018, we are joining the village of Medjugorje on the 37th anniversary of Our Lady's apparitions. Remember tonight, we are going to gather outside the Adoration Chapel, and if you get there first, you can get right up against the wall and lean against the wall there knowing that Yvonne and Maria will be in the Adoration Chapel for the apparition for today. To be in the village when a message is given is a very big grace. To be in the village when the message for the 37th anniversary is being given is an incredible grace. Also remember, today is the day that Ivanka, after a whole year of not seeing Our Lady, is going to be seeing Our Lady this is her yearly anniversary. I want to also remind you, at nighttime, go up the mountains. Try to, the rest of your trip here, go up at least one mountain every day. If you have to do it late at night, whatever, early in the morning. You're here for limited time. You're here while Lady's appearing. One day she won't be appearing. You'll never regret it. You're receiving here something of Our Lady. Ask Maria, what does Our Lady's voice sounds like? She says, it's indescribable. I, I said, I know that, but you tell me if you had to say, how would you? I can't describe it. I said, Maria, what you can do, tell me. She says, I can't. It's when I hear her words, I go through a whole being. I hear, I hear it within me. I said, well, what does it sound like? She says, it sounds musical. And so you're getting music in your heart here. You're hearing things you've never heard before. You're hearing things that you never would even 30 years or 20 years ago could imagine could even be real. And so Ali is here to put this in your heart. You'll be singing this. Good evening, everyone. We wish you all a very happy anniversary as we're celebrating the presence of Our Lady in our world for 37 years, beginning today. We have just listened to a friend of Medjugorje and a community member who is in Medjugorje, speaking to a Caritas pilgrimage group. This was recorded just hours before Our Lady gave her message today. And it's a joy for us to be that connected to what's going on in Medjugorje, all the way across the oceans, back here in the field and bedroom of Caritas of Birmingham. A friend of Medjugorje is connected with us now, live on the telephone, and 
We're going to hear what is going on in Medjugorje and what he feels of the message today. Well, it indeed is a beautiful day. 37 years, 37 anniversaries of apparitions. And we're moving in a phase that lady told Yvonne the other night, two nights ago, that the realization of my plans, she was thanking us for helping in that. So we see this movement toward the fulfillment, but not an ending fulfillment, but an initiation of what her plans is to unfold. We will see mighty things. We can say that with confidence because she says she's here to change the world. That's not a small matter. And throughout past history, those changes in the world are well recorded. And they have a magnificent God behind it. Because Elias said, nothing is by chance. And so it is we have these words today that we will read for the first time publicly in America and for those who listen to us around the world. Our Lady Queen of Peace of Medjugorje's June twenty fifth, 2018 Monthly Message to the World Dear children, this is the day that the Lord gave me to give Him thanks for each of you, for those who have converted and have accepted my messages and have set out on the way of conversion and holiness. Rejoice, little children, because God is merciful and loves you all with His immeasurable love and leads you to the way of salvation through my coming here. I love you all and give you my Son, that he may give you peace. Thank you for having responded to my call. These words on the 37th anniversary, being on this holy ground, is the Kennedy moments. And when he was assassinated, everybody can tell you, and you hear this and read it in the history books, you know where you were. But this particular anniversary, I feel, is different. When she said, dear children, this is the day. She's never said that before. She's never referenced this day of celebration, except in the beginning, when she appeared on June 24th, the Feast of John the Baptist. And she said, that's not the official day. When she appeared the next day on June 25th, she says, this is the day that I want to be designated and celebrated. Why? Because she would come to this day 37 years later when she said, I am realizing my plans in my coming here. She's planned this. And to start off this message saying, this is the day shows the actions of going forward of what she came here for is happening in my coming here. And she said today, on the 25th message today, she says, through my coming here. So she gave us a billboard two nights ago saying that. And what she say? Do not grow tired. This is Yvonne's program. Do not grow tired in prayer. 
Thank you, dear children, for perseverance, for doing good, and that together with you I am realizing my plans in coming here. Everything is coming to fulfillment. But that, again, is not to be looked as the end. It's the beginning of the plans being initiated. She said it only one other time. When she said on August 19th, thank you for all your prayers. You who prayed and helped me through to this day so that I am realizing my plans. That was a platform. That was a date, August 19th. The only other time that I says in 37 years, I'm realizing my plans. So she got the graces of whatever she brought together before God the Father to get what she wanted to realize. And that's a platform that launches to this point on the 37th anniversary that a lady had two nights before, which is the eve of this message today where she said, thank you, dear children, for perseverance, because it's taken a lot of perseverance to make it to 37 years. That she says during Ebon's prayer group, for doing good, and that together with you, I am realizing my plans in coming here. And today, she says, my coming here. All this works together for something very profound. And now we see these final phases in the three years countdown to 40 years, that Our Lady has beautiful things happen. Two nights ago, Our Lady was extremely happy, very joyful and happy, Yvonne said. So we can see all this together, happening out. Immediately when I saw this message today, this is the day that the Lord gave me subconsciously or something in my heart the Holy Spirit said, this is about the nations. And I couldn't understand what it was until I remembered something that I haven't released. I released it a couple of years ago here at a special conference in Bosnia, not in Medjugorje, to people from all over the world, to explain Medjugorje. And I wrote this 11 years ago. In that writing, I put it together in deep prayer to do something in a simple way, in more what context you would class as poetic, to explain what Our Lady is here for, why she's coming, what she's doing, and what's the plan. And keep it short. Because the quicker you can say and make the meaning being understood, the better and stronger and powerful the meaning will be. We're going to enter into this and listen carefully and follow all the words to it. She asked, Give me a little village. He said, Scour the earth. Choose the one you wish to favor above all the rest. She conquered it. She asked, Send people to come to the village. He said, Whatever you need, I will bring them from the furthest shores and faraway islands. She conquered the people. She asked, Grant me authority to choose and bestow knighthood upon those who wish for it. He said, I will not deny you. The conqueror chose and knighted them. 
she asked. Send them back to their homes and villages. He said, I will send them back to fill the earth. They conquered. She asked, Let them consecrate their homelands and give them to me. He said, You have their homes and villages to the most distant lands. She conquered the nations. She asked, Grant me your love to fill the earth, that a kingdom of love may reign. He said, As the water fills the sea, I will give to you. My king, I give what is mine. I give the nations to you. My queen, I give the world to you. She conquered the whole world through one little village. You said, ask and you will receive whatever you need. You said, pray and I'll hear from heaven and I'll hear your
What a friend of Medjugorje is expressing goes much deeper, I think, than what we can understand in our brief time together tonight and deserves more reflection from the message to this writing of his, of Ask, that he wrote 2007. We're going to continue on with his talk to the pilgrim group in Medjugorje as he has more to offer about the message tonight. Our Lady wants us to realize that we're hers and the joy that comes with that. We have 
The situation in the world that brings up so many things, what Ronald Reagan said one time, he says, there's no office in the world that you can be so high one moment and so low the next. So you can be flying into the joy and the next thing you know, Satan takes advantage of you. And we're in a world like that, really. So we're in his position. And it was pretty striking. I remember a long time ago when he said that, because it's true. Not just for his office, but we can have everything going our way, and then everything changes. A lady gave a Thursday message that says, God wants to test you through your daily chores. Everything can be working perfect for you. Everything can be exactly what you would dream of. And then those angels just drop a monkey wrench down into the gears and break some teeth. And it's not because God wants to punish you. It's to give you trials, how you react to that trial in a Christian way. Maybe a witness for somebody else. If you've been in business or you're in companies, you do those kinds of things, you see things can be going perfect, and by the end of the day, it's horrible. Spiritual life is much like that. And so we see things that carry to us. We can just be just so joyful, and all that joy is taken away from us. And you got to fight to keep that. So our lady wants us to realize that we're to be in joy, even in the difficulties. How come you see some people in wheelchair that's miserable, that carry that cross in not a good way? I couldn't carry it in a good way because I have to move around, so I wouldn't be happy about it neither. But then you've seen and met people in that situation that's joyful and happy. They both are confined to the wheelchair. What's the difference? The heart. So Our Lady wants to heal the heart. Our Lady came here, and yesterday's talk was real strong, more like toward the third year of Jesus' ministry. But Our Lady didn't come here that way. Our Lady came here not saying you're underneath communism, you're in Yugoslavia, you're underneath Tito. Tito, when she appeared, was gone just two years before that he died. And of course, they were underneath the Soviet bloc. Tito gave you some independence here, but there's a lot of suffering here. And so they had difficulties, but they came joyful to them. And it was a great joy for them. And a lady befriended them because she wanted to become intimate with them. So the six visionaries thought they were coming for them. Padre Pio was holy. St. Francis got the stigma because he was holy. These visionaries weren't necessarily holy. They were average people. And this is a big, big part of Mejigoya. She's not coming to the saints because these six visionaries weren't saints. So she didn't come here because they're holy. She came here to make friends with somebody, a group of small group people that to build an intimate relationship to make them holy and literally become saints because they'll be canonized. The suffering they go through, the difficulties, the crosses, the price they've had to pay to see Our Lady, if you knew those things, you would be reluctant to accept Our Lady's apparitions. Because Satan makes their life very, very difficult. But the six visionaries thought Our Lady was coming just for them. And they first were in awe, then Our Lady became a friend with them, and then Our Lady became a mother to them. And then Our Lady went into the Thursday messages and she did the same thing with the villagers and befriended them, became their mother, and gave them formation. So the Thursday messages, which was 84 to 86, was formation messages to build a relationship 
And then the messages, January 25th, 1987, were messages to form the world. That we become Our Lady's friend, and that we become holy and intimate. So Our Lady came with not a lot of hard demands. Yes, she said on the 26th, the next day, peace, 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 reconcile with each other. Jesus basically is your peace. So those things happen, but the relationship starts off lacking anything about correcting things. Because that went in position where she was ready to do that. So the same thing, anybody comes to conversion, that's what happens. It's so sweet. So many beautiful things. And once you become our lady's friends and we become holy, your life goes through great difficulties because you have to be purified. That's not pleasant. When I first came here, our lady had been on a walk for holiness. So I didn't necessarily come just picked off the street like they were. But I evolved quickly to Our Lady and I was awestruck. And it was something I couldn't even describe going into the apparition room when nobody was allowed there, only the priest and a few people that worked in the parish would be managing people. I got pulled into the room my first visit here and I couldn't stop weeping. I was awash with some kind of grace. I came out of the room and wife asked me what happened? What happened? I couldn't speak. For three hours, I was not able to talk. I don't know why. I couldn't speak. But there was just an encounter with God so profound. That led to me coming back after meeting some of the parish priests here in America to get permission to ask a lady a question, which was about the same conversion happened here, happening in our region. Not Alabama, not the United States, but our region. Whatever lady defined that. Only thinking, you know, just intercede and give a grace for us, for our nation or our state, or our city, whatever. And I asked Our Lady the question, and she answered it. And Maria warned beforehand that Our Lady doesn't answer questions, not even for priests. You know, the most the priest may get when that happens is a uh, blessing. And I said, that's fine, whatever. So I asked this question through Maria. She presented it to Our Lady. She had a question in her hand. And she says, pray and by your life witness. Not with words, but rather through prayer will you attain what your desire is. Therefore, pray more and live in humility. Maria was shocked. Yaakov and her went into the kitchen out of the rectory in the building where you did that first walk to the village the other day. And I contemplated this message for the next two years. I had no inkling, not even a little bit of inkling, thinking that would mean Our Lady would come into our house and have apparitions for three months in our bedroom. I wouldn't believe if you told me. How could that even happen? But Our Lady worked that out. And she built this intimate relationship with my family and with me and then those who later, when she asked for a community to come, with them. So we've grown up with Our Lady and have many, many beautiful stories of what she's done and how she's interceded for us. And she wants to do the same thing with you. It's not that we see ourselves as special or extraordinary than anybody else. In fact, we're worse. The closer you are with the lady, the more you walk with her, the worse you are in knowing better not to sin. So we have this accountability that is much more grave. To whom much is given, much is expected. That's why an Indian 400 years ago worshiping this tree, believing as God, and has goodwill, is judged far less than a Catholic today 
that doesn't do minor things compared to that pagan. So it's in the heart, and it's what you know, and what knowledge has been given to you. So we're responsible for that. So a lady developed where I was at that point. I wasn't ready to do what she wanted to ask me. You think, well, Mary, I want to do this. I want to make this step. I want to go these ways. I'll do this. I'll do this. I started telling the lady, whatever you want from me, yes, yours. And I did this for two years. And as I prayed and got stronger, I was willing to give everything our lady wanted. And I was saying, I only want God's will in my life. I don't want anything else. And whatever you want is yours. And so what happened, one day, a couple of years later, after praying like that, after October 6, 86, I'm at the church. I feel drawn to go in the backwoods toward the cemetery. And I had an encounter with God. It wasn't pleasant. It was the worst part of my life. He presented to me, will you give me everything? That's what I heard. I said, of course I will. But then after praying and in the state, he was saying to me, give up your business. But it was through the words, will you give me everything? Of course I will. Well, give me your business. I was raised with horses when from 14, so we were really in horses. And I realized when I got married at 19, I'll never have money with horses. A lot of people with horses are broke, and they, they cost a lot of money. So I got rid of them. I said, I'll never get horses again. And so we start the community. We give away the TV. We stop the sports. We do everything because we don't want outside influences on children. We wanted to form them. They said we want our horses. I said, we're not going to get our horses. And so they kept asking me, and they said, can we pray? I said, well, you go pray for horses. So they, they were praying three Hail Marys over here in the woods. They'd go over here and pray, and they'd pray for a horse. One year later, this guy comes up that I knew and gave him a horse. So they kept praying. They got another horse. They got another horse. We got eight horses. And I said, y'all stop praying for these horses, and you pray how we're going to feed these things. So we got into hay equipment, and we started growing our own food with them. So anyway, our, our kids did that. We got horses. But horses teach you a lot of things. They're dangerous animals. I tell people, if you're going to get a horse, you're going to get hurt. You can get hurt bad. But our kids was raised with horses. If you get a wild horse, and if you've ever been around it, it's really difficult training. We got nine-year-old kids, girls, training horses. It's amazing what they can do. My son went up to the top of the world by going to Pat Pirelli. We sent him to a clinic. Pat Pirelli has trained over 250,000 people through his communications and systems and training horses. He does it all from the ground. He developed that he is the horse whisperer. There's other, they've talked about this guy's the top. He goes to Germany, 10,000 people show up. But anyway, Joseph went to Colorado to do a clinic. They all come to him. I'm shorting this story real quickly. And basically, Pat Pirelli, if you want to go take one day class with him, $10,000. He doesn't do it because he likes money. He just don't have the time. Men were flying their wives in on private jets and spend a day or country singers or whatever he's done. He's that good. So it, to go watch Pat Pirelli and sit in britches like that, you pay $4,000 for a week. And if you want to ride with him there, you pay like $6,000 right in the arena. There'll be like 20 people there. It's not one-on-one. -on -one. Pat comes up 
he's told by his trainers, hey, we got somebody here you need to talk to. So he connected Joseph with Pat. Pat started letting him ride with him for five hours a day. He wanted to hire him. He said, no, I want to go back to Alabama. And he's got a good got a girlfriend, basically a fiance. So he said, I'll hire you to ride with me. And then he said, I got my girlfriend. He said, I'll hire her. <laughs> so they both went there and went to eat air fork, and he went to the top of the world of, of horses. And uh, they worked with some famous, very famous trainers, top two or three people in, in the nation. But I'm saying that only because a lady, we, we threw away TV. We didn't allow them no cell phones, no home computers. They live outside. Free play. Kids don't have free play. Everything structures. What did we say yesterday? Uh, planned out day. We let the culture decide what we do, not what God shows you to do. And these creatures are magnificent. They're incredible. There's nothing really more beautiful than a horse if you're around them. And when Jesus comes back, what does the scripture say he's going to be riding? Isn't that amazing? Think about that. So there's a lot you can teach. And you can get in these things' heads and make them do things that you can't even believe that, that there's something, there's a real connection with horses and men, something that God programmed in that. But anyway, we learned that. I knew those things, but we got away from it for virtuous reasons, so we'll never have money, and then God put us back into it. But it's part of our lady's work with us, and our children learn many, many things to the grand way of life. Maria's son yesterday was talking about something because he was talking about going to college. He was asking me about this. How's he's 22? Maria's son, and we know all the kids. We were there when they were born or whatever. And Francisco was, they've been at our place and house many times. Francisco was saying he's thinking about going another year for the university. I said, don't do that. And we were talking about it. I said, you can learn everything you need right here working with your mother in the Magnificat. He says, you know, I'm beginning to see that. I said, you don't learn nothing at the university. Forget that stuff. I said, look what you learned castrating pigs at our place. He's like dying laughing. Because you learn a lot of things. And it's, and it's, uh, they had the, him and his brothers was doing that one. It was so funny. We took pictures of them because, but uh, don't go, oh, it's part of life. That's why you got good pork when you do that. But anyway, Francesco, we were talking about things like that, but our youth aren't learning what they need to learn. The grand way of life, agricultural, soil, is where you learn life. Right out there in these woods, and what you see here is the perfect will of God. There's no distance from God with this tree. I'm the one that's defiled. I used to pray the prayer for the boat of God. You've heard it carried to us. I'd go up in the mountains before Maria came, before a lady came, and I'd pray short, ardent prayers. And that prayer is really actually one sentence prayers put together in a consecration that we've done 32 years every single day in consecrating that valley. And I'd go up to the top of the mountains and say, God, look at this valley. We want you to bless it. I'm pleading with you, bless it. It does your will. Look at the rocks. Look at the dirt. Look at the trees. Nothing is against you except me and a few other people that live here. And the prayer for the Lord of God is, if you haven't read it, we've got, I think we've got it here. Read it. It's a deep prayer. And we've consecrated that place in preparation without realizing it for a lady to come. And it pays away for that. 
So we've gotten away from nature. And there's now things out there. There's a book called Friction. There's another thing called uh, Nature Fix that is therapeutic. That if you're in your office and you go out just 20 minutes outside or walk by a stream, it does chemically something to your brain. It's amazing. And I'm actually finishing a book right this right now about Satan has pulled another one on us by ADD. And the cure is not Adderall or Ritalin. That is not part of it. And there's no cure to it because it's not real. If you read the book, you'll see that. But this all came from Our Lady. Once you read it, you see it. You can't refute it. But the answer is, is we rest we're too restrictive on children. They don't have free play. I'm going to stay here and talk to you till 3 o'clock. I want you to sit there. I want you to raise your hand. If you have a bathroom, I'll let you go in the blue house. Can you do that? I'll give you a 15-minute break twice and a 30-minute break for lunch. Can you do that? Do you want to do that? We're telling kids to go to school and do this. Something's wrong. Think about that. I lost my seat for three months because I couldn't sit in my desk. And not only that, many other things happened. So you got low energy people. Something wrong with them? Or is the ones who have high energy? That's a fault? That's a disorder? No. It's a disorder the way things are structured. Our ladies come to show us. Our kids free play. They can play all day long. We, they, the ones that's high energy go to sleep at night. The ones low energy, they come up with more energy because they're in free play. It balances out. Nature is everything. And this book will show you that. But in the book Friction, it talks about how so many people are on their cell phones now and so glued to this that it's actually affecting them mentally. And they don't even understand that. But what happens is you have to break from that and you have to not just go in the exercise room at your factory or your company or where you work or whatever you do. You have to get outside. They brought in several Japanese executives and they had them walk, exercise briskly for an hour for five days. Their blood count changed. Their resistance increased. And it lasted for a solid week. And for one month, it didn't go lower than 15% of what they were when they are normal. Just from those four days of getting outside in nature. And it's different if you walk in the city streets as opposed to going out here and walking like this. And so even Our Lady inspired me to get this sort of preservation, and you're different here. If I'm talking to you in back of the church as opposed to here, it's different. You can hear the cicadas, you feel the wind, you feel nature, and that's God's will. And so the only occupation ordained by God, the only thing is Genesis, says, by the sweat of your brow shall you eat. And so that's why people who garden, who people deal with plants and things, feel something come back to them. Jesus was a carpenter, but they still lived in a great own life. And we're too far away from that. So Our Lady is showing us, and she talks a lot about, she gave her message that your hearts are like a plowed field. You plant that so that you experience the joy of the fruit. All her messages are that way. There's nothing about electronics except negative. She says that don't go toward false glitter. All those things that tantalize us. She leads us away from that. 
You say, well, oh, it helps me, it does this. No, it's not helping you, it's helping the devil. You just don't realize it. We got an international mission. We have no cell phones. We don't want cell phones. We got a cordless phone from here. It's not a cell phone, but it's our landline. And we control it whether it control us. So our ladies walk with us on this intimacy that we live really led us to the great way of life. And I never planned to have horses again, but I never regret that we got back in it. So going back to the field, back here, Our Lady presents to me through somehow God, a profound thought, like a voice, I want you to walk away from everything. And I had struggled for an hour and a half, two hours, saying, yes, I'll do this, or let me keep my business, I'll hire a manager for it. Can you give me everything? Yes, okay, I'll do that. I'll just hold on to it till my kids get old enough to turn over to them. Can you give me everything? God wasn't going to let me stop at this. And so through October 686, what I asked for, we have regions that's tied to this. I didn't know it at that moment. I kept giving, yes, I'm going to do this, God, but this could be this reason. But it was just like, look, give me a yes or no. No in between. I wasn't going to go to hell if I said no. I wasn't going to see anything that I knew that I would lose by saying no. It was just saying, you said you'd give everything, and now you're balking on this. Finally, I said, okay, I'll do it. Because I'd made conditions. I was saying, okay, I'll do it. No. Will you give me everything? No conditions. I finally said yes to that. And I'm telling you, it's torturous. It was the most unpleasant part of my life. And I said, okay, I'll do it. But one condition. This may be the devil. I'm not going to lift one finger. You have to take care of it. And peace flooded me. The hardest part was that. I had 26 employees, found them all jobs, closed up shop. Within three or four months, I can't remember exactly the time frame, our lady comes to our house. I wouldn't have got that if I was in business because I couldn't stay there for three months and just be with this and allow this to happen. I would be with employees. I'd be doing these things and being busy and pulling out most of the day. I didn't have any idea how big that yes was. And so our lady's going to be asking you things. She's going to be asking you for a yes and don't say no to it. When our lady showed us to get our kids out of league sports and they're all way up at the top, Olympic material, one coach came to me, your son's not going to do cross country this year. I said, I know. He did it for one year and he did it on conditions that he worked and he wasn't going to practice comes third in the whole southeast without practicing. We've never seen a kid like this. Mr. Carl Francisco, your son is Olympic material. I've been coaching for 15 years. I've never seen anything like this. This kid will go to the Olympics. I said, he's going to work. Let me come over there and me and you will sit down. My ego don't need that, like most fathers would say. They want their son to do it. I said, look, coach, to do that, you're going to make that his God, 12 hours a day training. No, thank you. A lady showed me, don't go that way. Instead, they learned how to work. They got occupations. They're all successful. And I gave them something that a reporter said, don't you think you're sheltering your kids? We said, exactly what we're doing. And about the sports thing, they said this was wrong. A lot of people thought it was wrong. And it turned out to be the right, because the sports they play is with horses, doing horse shows for us, 
doing things that's just fun, playing soccer with 25 people on the field with no rules, just for fun. And they're laughing and they're enjoying it instead of always serious and gloomy. We got to win. For what? So when I presented this, I began to think, you know, what's going to happen? What are we going to fill up this cup that's empty? Don't worry about it. If you just say yes, our lady's going to fill that cup up. And I can say every yes I gave was emptying the cup, and it was hard to say yes to it. Not like what they didn't feel. This was very difficult. But our lady who filled it was something else. In my case, giving them our company, walking away and shutting it down, within three months, she filled the cup with herself. So the more she demands of you, the more she asks of you, the more you'll receive back. And it is difficult. She knows we live this life. And don't ever think what we see about the saints and how they suffered and all this. This is what she's expecting that. I asked Maria once, we were talking about St. Bernadette. Because Bernadette was told, you'll never be happy in this life. I said, has Our Lady told you that? And she said, no. I said, well, you know, Bernadette said that because you see Our Lady, you know, you got suffering. And I know a lot of suffering happening with her and our difficulties. She said, no, Our Lady wants us to be happy in life. But we associate when the Virgin Mary comes, like for three months, every day happy, every day smiling. We kept waiting for her to be crying tears of blood. That was my mentality. Here, our country's going down the hill, the whole world's going down the hill, and she's happy. She's happy because she was initiating a new plan, part of Missouri, one of her plans. And so our mentality had to be changed. And Our Lady wants us to be happy because to be with Our Lady is going to cause a lot of sorrow. And she wants us to be in the midst of our sorrow with the joy of walking down Via Della Rosa like her, knowing that she had to suffer this for the salvation and partner with her son for the saving of the souls and wiping away original sin. And muster up a smile at that station when she looked at her son. So you're to carry your suffering. And she shows us this way. So she is here to interrupt your happiness. She wants you to be in the wheelchair. Not literally what I'm saying, but she wants you to be in the wheelchair happy. How can that person be there? I don't know how I could do that. And there are people who carry their crosses with a beautiful disposition. And there are people who carry the crosses which makes them cross to you. And so that's what we're to become. We become something beautiful in whatever state, in whatever condition, and whatever we're in. When Our Lady left and all that happiness after three months, being with her, we caught the fire of hell. We caught it then. With the joy of having Our Lady, it's what I always tell people. There's a saint that said that when the dealings with Our Lady, he knows what happens. But if she knocked on the door, he'd be reluctant to open that door because what comes with that sin of Our Lady and that joy comes an equal bitterness. The joy of the birth of the Savior holding that infant and what that meant, and she knew he was God, came that same equal on the other side, holding God dead, cold, in her arms. And this is a spiritual life. So you gotta realize that balance. So, 
we're going on and our lady leaves, it's like the stadium. Nothing is left but trash and nastiness. All we had was, after our lady left, was trash and nastiness. We had so much persecution. So many things happened for the first year, the second year, the third year, the fourth year. Five years later, our lady comes back. And we begin to think, maybe our lady's not happy with us at all. And everybody kept saying, what happened there was man-made. Fred and Grove made that happen. They orchestrated this. They wanted this. They're trying to make something that's not supposed to be. Our Lady is just following Maria. These apparitions are just because Maria's there. They were saying that in the beginning days. And Our Lady, when she went out that morning, only time on Thanksgiving Day in the field, she killed everything. She says, I am here. She's appearing in the field to help you. She didn't say, I'm going to help you. She didn't have to say the word here. But she specifically said that. Live my messages. I am here to help you. I will intercede before God for all your intentions. And that's why people come to the field. From that spot, she's promised to take your intentions to God. And there's been many, many miracles from that. So we go through this period of no consolation. Everything is degradation. We're being attacked. The mission's growing. I don't even know how it's growing because we've got so much against us. So Maria's going to come and spend three days with us. And the community goes to the field. It was just Maria, Paulo, my family in the bedroom. I become like, maybe we're off base. Maybe we're not doing what we're supposed to do. Our Lady appears in the first apparition over three months, five years ago. And the first thing she does is she smiles. And Maria says she had a big, big smile. And she says, I am happy to be here. Our lady could have said any more five words stronger than that to wipe away all of that five years of suffering. It made it worth it. It was seeing her. All that bitterness, paying for the three months, all of it was cleared and exonerated. You are free from that. And don't think you're all on the wrong track. There's nothing else she could have said to move our heart and to release us and give us the confidence to continue. So when you get to that point, always realize that. You'll get to where your cup is so full of difficulties that it's part of the walk spiritually. Jesus Christ is God and look what he had to go through. His mother the same way, Peter the same way, all the twelve have, all the saints have, and you're called to be that. A saint? You're called to be an apostle. Apostles become saints. That's the destiny of them. And I'm telling you these things, I don't really go into so many personal stories, but yesterday was so strong stuff. I want to give you the good stuff and show you how our ladies walked with us and, and stay days of stories about these things. I'm going to break in right here because when we first listened to this talk earlier today, we were really stunned by what our lady inspired a friend of Medjugorje to be speaking to the group about today. He was just choosing 
randomly different stories that he had been involved with with Our Lady to the group today. And from one story to the other, he just was being led by the Holy Spirit. And at this point, he begins to share another story that is very deeply connected to our community and the development of our community. And in listening to the detail of everything, every part of what transpired in this particular apparition, you see how strongly Our Lady was inspiring these words. Hours before the message came out. This is just another example of what he keeps saying. There's a a deeper efficacy, a deeper presence of Our Lady in our lives. She's walking with us. She's as if she's right there present to us in our conversations. And this is really what hit us when we heard what a friend of Medjugorje said just hours before the message came out. I'm with Maria in 1995. We're in Monza in Italy. Our Lady had already given us my personal message, October 686. We had all these experiences with her. By 95, I wrote How to Change Your Husband. I'd written I see for and had several things published. Is Our Lady happy with these things? We don't know. I was inspired. I wrote this. How to Change Your Husband's two-week writing has saved tens and tens of thousands of marriages, if not hundreds of thousands of marriages. And so these things are on record. In other words, as we're producing them, we're printing these things. We're known by 1995, but I'm passive. I'm not going out talking. St. Paul got knocked off the horse. He never met Christ. He wasn't with Christ when he was there. His is after it happened. And so after that took place, then he becomes the Apostle Paul. But he sat eight years doing nothing. And maybe as much as 11 years according to the scriptures. Why? Because he had to learn how to be a Christian. It took three years with Jesus teaches these 12 guys and disciples. Paul had to learn how to be a Christian and how to live that Christianity. So he didn't just go out preaching the next day. And I felt that and I modeled myself on those scriptures that I'm not going to go out and be teaching everybody. I was writing, but I wasn't going all over the place. I had invitations to go all over the world, pay for everything. No, I have to learn the messages. I have to live the messages. And that's where I was. So I'm with Maria. Her husband had gone to work, her and I were together. It was in the evening, the apparition, of course, 540. So we're getting ready for that. Her in-laws are coming down. They live three floors up. And so the phone rings, and Maria says, so strange, i got to run upstairs. So she goes up there. She comes back down. She says, they had started down the steps to come down here, and they got violently sick, both of them. They're in the bed. She says, they don't even understand it. So anyway, me and Maria would go into the apparition. So it's me and just me and her. I didn't ask Maria anything. I didn't do anything. So she comes out at the scene. She immediately says, and this is a feast of the Magnificat. She says, say the Magnificat, which was May 31st, 1995, which is a feast day. I said, wow. Here it is. I get to close out the apparition. What an honor. Reciting the Magnificat that she said to Elizabeth. And I said, this is just a beautiful thing. I didn't know what happened to her. She left. And so she comes back in. She gave a message for you, your family, and your community. I didn't ask for anything. I didn't ask in prayer for anything. Our Lady was forward. She brought this. 
Maria shot because that lady doesn't do that. So for this to happen was a big, big thing. And she translated as best she could. And when her husband came in, I asked him again. But anyway, the message was, she says, it's for you, your family, and the community. Little children I desire. And when she said little children, Maria instantly knew it was not individually just for me. It was for the community too. That's why she said that. Or either, I never clarified that. Maybe our lady told her, I don't know. Little children, I desire that through your lives, you are witnesses. That's what she asked me personally, October 6, 86. So now she's doing this for us as a body of people. That you are my extended hands, my instruments. Get as many hearts as you can close to my heart and lead them to God to a way of salvation. So Paulo comes home. He translates this. And I said, Paulo, did Our Lady said to the way of salvation or to a way of salvation? He looked at it, studied it, and it was to a way. I said, you're sure I didn't say the way of salvation? He says, no. Get as many hearts as you can close to my heart and lead them to God to a way of salvation. I said, this is the big, 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 big thing. That's one of the biggest parts of the message. A way of salvation is different than the way of salvation. Because we were on a pattern. We had formed a community. We were starting the growing way of life. We were witnessing this from October 686. And she comes along and says this, stamping this. Your way to live, the way of life that you live, a way of life in a new time. That's why our rule book, when our bishop says, I want your rule. We don't live by rule. We live by a way of life. He says, then write it down. So I wrote it down. And it's titled in the front of the book, A Way of Life in a New Time. Because we live a way of salvation. It's our walk. A lot of people have attached themselves to it and imitate that. The way of salvation is a set way in the church. And you know the typical things with that. That one word, A, rather than the, was very paramount for us. Because I had written How to Change Your Husband. That stamped that book for me. Because people say, how can you write a book like this? How can you write it? I see for telling people to throw their television out. Many of our philosophies at that point had been formed and instituted into a way of life, a way of salvation. So it gave me confidence at that point that I don't want you sitting being passive. You go out now. I'm releasing you. I'm releasing the community. And I went from passive to proactive. And that's when we started going out and doing talks. That was my eighth year at that point. And I did that because of St. Paul reading that. And so I was so reluctant and passive and not going out and being forward that Our Lady gave us this message. And then I understood why Our Lady made, you say, Our Lady don't make people sick. She made her mother and father very sick because they weren't going to be there because I couldn't say what I'm saying to you today. And it's just another sign. This was a specific message for you, your family, and the community. Sitting in my chair, I'm very amazed just seeing all of this transpire, evolve. It wasn't just that Our Lady is matching words with the friend of Medjugorje. It's that our friend of Medjugorje was giving a full explanation of 
the way of salvation versus a way of salvation. This message of May 31st, 1995 was a pivotal message. As he said, it was an endorsement. We see this very clearly. He saw it back then. We see it in the community very clearly, an endorsement of how a friend of Medjugorje was leading the community. Right there on the table that Maria's was the copy that he had just finished of How to Change Your Husband. Again, a very pivotal writing. And he took that message as a stamp of approval on what he was writing, that it was inspired by Our Lady, inspired by the Holy Spirit. Just that one writing has saved thousands and thousands of marriages over these past years. One other thing that connects this with us personally and community is that today, June 25th, 2018, is the 30th anniversary of a very special apparition that a friend of Medjugorje and his wife Annette were in, in Medjugorje. They were present in Ivanka's apparition, only with about 20 people, small group. Our Lady appears. The only two people kneeling in the room were a friend of Medjugorje and his wife. Our Lady says to Ivanka, Ask everyone in the room to kneel. And then she begins to pray over them. And she gave these words to those present in this room. She said, The people here will be witnesses of the love of God. Annette was carrying in her womb a child. She would give birth to that child in her home in December of the same year with Our Lady present in her house. This particular year is the 30th anniversary year of the apparitions that happened here in the home of a friend of Medjugorje and his wife. We're celebrating this year in a particular way. And so to see Our Lady in this message today, refer to little children, lead you to the way of salvation. And hearing a friend of Medjugorje speak about this very message is so foundational to us, hours before she gives it. This is not coincidence. This for us is a sign from Our Lady of our own walk with her with a friend Medjugorje, the community of Caritas, as we strive to live her messages and bring them to the world with all of the supporters, friends, loved ones who are walking this path with us. Not the way of salvation, but a way of salvation. Let's say a prayer real quick. May Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Mary, you're doing so many stories and actions on this earth. You're entered into different families through your apparitions, not as a favor, but because you really want to make a history of your presence in this time and of your last apparitions on earth of what it's like to be with you. That can be shared and go from generation to generation. Because what you said in the Magnificat to explain who you are, how you mother, and how you correct, and how you love. So we take all these things to heart. We ask that you teach us and as individuals who walk these grounds, this holy ground, to look at our hearts, to show us what you want changed, 
and to give us the strength to change because you know we're weak. You know we have not the strength and we have only the strength of your son Jesus. But we know for him to give us his strength, we just simply have to say yes. Help us to say that yes for those changes and the battles that ensue as a result hold on to us to make it through until we see the light. Hail Holy Queen. So again, that was a friend of Medjugorje that was four or five hours before receiving Our Lady's message in which he spoke about the message before even receiving Our Lady's words. So now we're going to return to a friend of Medjugorje for his last words to us. Well, we have a lady who usually comes once a year to Caritas. I hadn't seen her for the last several years. She would bring a ring with her, and it duplicated what Joseph had given the Virgin Mary. And it comes from Turkey. I'm not sure where it was. But anyway, it was like a ring made out of ivory. There was some tradition with you wearing it, so I'd wear it. But rings have something very significant, and it usually is about promise, and it's about love. And so as a mother, we can look at these messages as something that we're to give away. And what Elaine says her messages are is really like a ring, because who you love, you give a ring to. And so she's passing these messages out. We was doing it tonight to all the languages as people walked by by the hundreds in front of the mission house. And as we gave these message cards to them, we really gave them a ring from the mother who gave us what to put on that ring. And so the ring is a promise, a promise of love, a promise of fidelity. And that's what he's given us when she gives her messages. She's seeking fidelity with Heavenly Father. She's seeking for us to love. She's seeking for us to love both the good and the bad. And we have that commitment through the messages. Every message is a ring that she gives to you. And she wants you to give a message out of love to others. She'll take you in, feed your friends Her open arms are welcoming She'll rub your back all night when you're crying She'll listen to you tell your story Hold your fear and all your worries Help you find the truth when they're all lying Even when it's hopeless she keeps trying She's your mother, you love her there won't be another place like her again you call She stands here to help you There's nothing she won't do As long as she's alive, you're not alone You've got each other That's your mother She fixes all the problems She hopes you give away She don't care who you give it to Where they're from if they pray like you As long as they are good to you That's enough First thing she taught you was love is love She's your mother, 
my messages, spread rings to those through love that may know and learn and experience the merciful love of God. This is what it's all about, to change the world. We wish you our lady, we love you from Medjugorje, and we pray for you from Medjugorje. And we keep you in our hearts. Good night.